I should not be recording a podcast right now because I have had way too much to drink. But Sarah is in the bathroom taking a shower and she can't stop me. And as I'm sitting here, I was thinking about today and I was thinking about travel in general and what I've been doing the past few days. I realized I've spent the past three days playing social ping pong. And I wonder if you do the same thing. This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Forgive me if I'm a little slow right now. Today's been crazy. We went uh, and met up with a distributor and local tasting expert to learn about tequila and mezcal for this podcast. We're going to, by the way, heads up uh, sometime in the next week or so. I'm going to release a guide to mezcal or agave spirits, to be precise. It's super fascinating. Uh, Let's just say, foreshadow about this. I have been thinking about tequila and mezcal the wrong way my entire life, ever since I was a child. Uh, What comes first? It's like coffee and espresso. All espresso is coffee, but not all coffee is espresso. Tequila or mezcal, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Let's just say, for the past few years, I've been getting it wrong. I have kind of a dumb question, possibly. I think I love tequila, love mezcal, but I guess I always thought it was tequila and then mezcal is a type of tequila, but is it opposite? Correct. It's mezcal. And then tequila is is okay. under it. Like Sub-category. you have coffee, and then espresso is a type or of coffee. Yes. Scotch and bourbon. How, yes, exactly. We can call mezcal like as a category, okay. but in general, I think nowadays I will call it agave spirits. Yes. Because it changes a lot from from place to place. Okay. And it's named differently. So, for example, for us it's mezcal, for uh, tequila it's tequila, yeah. for other producers it's raicilla, for vino mezcal, you know, and all that is the same, it's agave spirits, but traditional to some certain area. All tequila is mezcal, indeed. Not all mezcal is tequila, yeah. exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. It's kind of confusing, but mm-hmm. I think it, nowadays it all relates to authenticity and culture. You know, if it's authentic and it's cultural related, I think, Mm. Yeah. And then here in Mexico, specifically, we're in Puerto Vallarta. They're doing their carnival right now, which is interesting because it's like today's a Saturday night and uh, Fat Tuesday was two weeks ago. So all that to say, they're a little bit behind. But what I'm not behind on are things I've been sipping today. And so... We're back on the outskirts of town at our place, and I am thinking about the past few days and my interactions with people, specifically when I I just meet someone, whether sitting down, of how I interact with just about anybody that I come in contact with, whether I'm sitting down at a restaurant, whether I'm sitting down at a bar or purchasing something at a store or running The entire time I'm traveling, I realized... I'm just playing ping pong with people. Have you heard, I don't know if this is on your radar, but a comedian named Pete Holmes does this great, he has this bit about social ping pong and it's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. I 
was walking down my street in my neighborhood, uh, this was last night, and I smiled at a woman who was walking her dog. You know, like a normal, a normal smile. Not a creepy smile, like a, nor <laughs> like a normal smile. Just the kind that's like, you know, I forget what it was. <laughs> Shit, when it was in the moment, it was so natural. I don't know. But it was normal, just the kind that says, hey, I see you. I see you in your dog, I see you. You, you. I, why is it De Niro? I see you. But I'm not talking about like a, you know? It wasn't, don't ask me what's in my basement. It wasn't that. Just a neighborly smile. But here's why I'm telling you. She didn't smile back. No, no return, yes. I don't know if you're kidding, but I'm serious. I hate it. If I smile at a stranger and she doesn't smile back, I immediately go from hi neighbor to I'ma kill everyone you know. I'm coming after you. And I, right? It's a betrayal. Here's why I think I care. It's, it's social grace ping pong. I smile at you, you smile back. That's how it goes. Hit it back. Hitting it back makes life better. A couple strangers smiling at each other on the street, everything's right in the world. In that moment, when you hit it back to me, suddenly babies are high-fiving each other. Dogs are wearing hats, you know. Utopia, dog, dog hats. It's like back in the 50s again, you know what I mean? Where dogs were, okay. I'm just saying, it's like a simpler time. Sepia tone, back when milk was delivered. You're out watering your lawn, just like, howdy neighbor. You're Southern all of a sudden, howdy neighbor. You catch that I Love Lucy program last night? That gal's a who? Well, it's 3.30, time to start drinking hard liquor with a huge orange slice. Cause it's the 1950s. <laughs> what I'm saying is life is hard. Hit it back, hitting it back makes life better. How? I say laugh at jokes, indiscriminately. <laughs> what are you judging jokes in your little brain laboratory? Was it good? Laugh! Why? Cause laughing's the best. My dad tells three jokes. One, he calls ketchup Irish gravy. He's gonna be so happy you laughed. <laughs> I told you, Peter, kill her! It's cause the Irish use it as a gravy! Irish gravy! Go socks! He calls coffee, coffee, even though he's not from New York. And he ends every phone call by saying, keep in touch with yourself. <laughs> That's true. Regardless of who it's with, he's like, all right, Senator, thank you so much. Keep in touch with yourself. And I laugh. I laugh like you did, that's good. I laugh every time. Why? Because laughing is so much more fun than not. I got you, Pops. I'll hit it back just like you taught me to. Laugh, we all die someday. Laugh it up. Here's how I hit it back. My last name is Holmes, so I get a lot of, what up, Holmes? I get that a lot. And yes, I've heard, what up, Holmes? A lot, a million times, but I love it. Why? because it means they're trying to play. People are being silly with me. It's so much better than talking to me like you're interviewing me for a job at Hewlett Packard. It's like, Peter? What is it, Peter or Holmes? Holmes, you say? Oh, I have no comment on that. Play, be silly. I love when people say, what up, Holmes, because it means I get to hit it back. You say, what up, Holmes, to me, and your name is Anna. Guess what? I'm calling you banana. Hell, I'm calling you banana before you say what up, Holmes. What is this, the DMV? You're banana. Hannah's, Anna's, Susanna's, you're all bananas to me. 
indiscriminate. Bananas, all of you. Here's another one, this actually happened. If I'm at a bank, and I comment to the teller on my overdraft fee, if I go, whoa, that's huge. And Daryl, probably, Daryl. He felt like a Daryl. If Daryl's behind the glass and he goes, that's what she said. I could judge, yeah, with a rain cloud over me. Not funny. Shut up. Laugh, I got you, Daryl. I don't, not only do I laugh, I don't judge, I applaud Daryl. He means well. That's what she said. Daryl, you dog. Man, I freaking love this, and I think about it all the time in everyday life, but I, it's really, really, really on the front of my mind every time I'm traveling, specifically uh, internationally to other cultures. There's just, man, I just think about it. I think about how there's two sides to this. One is the willingness. Like someone's, someone you, you run into is trying their hardest to communicate with you in a really positive way or make a connection. And I make, I'm sounding this deep, like everybody, like, but just, you know, that kindness, that gesture, whatever it is, maybe it's a small, maybe it's something small, a smile, maybe it's uh, someone saying hi or waiter starting conversation with you. The willingness to hit it back. And then that comes to the second side of this is the, the willingness to fail, I think, is the biggest thing that um, I think it's a big thing that I don't think Pete Holmes talked about in this. He talks about just like hit it back. Let's go back and forth. But the thing is, in order to hit it back, it takes a hell of a lot of courage and willingness to not worry about failing. Like, what if this person, what if I look like an idiot to this person? I was just talking to Sarah. When we got back here, we were having a conversation about this, and I realized, like, you know what? I can, I can position myself in a way that comes across, across as cool. If you ever want to look cool in a situation, the number one way to position yourself, this is just, by, by the way, a social cheat code. If you ever want to position yourself as cool, position yourself as someone who just doesn't care. Like, nothing impresses them. Oh, no, that's great. You get some food, you get a cocktail, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Don't be impressed by anything, and people will assume you're cool. But, man, I, I think I've chose a few years back just to be willing to make kind of, like, look a little bit silly sometimes, and by that I mean just my natural, if I think something's cool, if I'm pumped about something, if I come into contact with something and it excites me, I, I, I want to show it. Rarely does that come across as making me look cool, but I think it's worth it for the interactions that come out of it. Man, by the way, <laughs> I was just going to end it right there, uh, but I was t Sarah and I have talked about this before, that I, if I'm just going to be honest with you, and this this is actually something I'm pretty insecure about. I like the multiple times it's happened in my life where I do that. I engage, I, I step up to the ping pong board, pick up a paddle, and I engage with my enthusiasm. That a lot of you, if you've listened to this podcast before, just my having a conversation with someone. That's what I'm recording is totally natural, and my just enthusiasm. But but the problem is when. I do that and I hit the ball over and the person smacks it away or they just show no interest and they like kind of play me down. Like, dude, that I, I'm not going to pretend that that doesn't like bring some insecurity to me. I've literally had conversations with Sarah. I'm like, I, am I just be looking like an idiot to people? Am I just like bumbling around and then people just don't take me seriously? Cause I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the other side of, 
putting it out there and having it knocked away. And something, the multiple times we talked about this, something Sarah always reminds me is like, dude, you can't, you can't control other people's willingness to respond in the way that you're engaging. You need to figure out how you want to, like, is it worth it? Are the times that it's worked out and you've met someone that you'll never meet again for the rest of your life, but you just have a great tiny game of ping pong back and forth. Are those situations worth the other situations? At least right now, I think they are. And I think when they, when it stops being worth it is when I'll stop doing this podcast. Rob Morgan is an internationally touring bassist on a journey to discover what it means to live a curious life. At thecuriouspod.com, you'll find an archive of conversations reported all over the world, a map of recording locations, a weekly newsletter, and official podcast merchandise. Rob is recording a daily podcast where he's sharing insights into the creative journey and the secrets to living a curious life that he's discovered from over a decade of traveling the world with music. We here at Curious Endeavors have told him this is probably a mistake and he's an idiot to attempt it, but he won't budge, so that's where we're currently at. We hope you'll enjoy.